Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thursday, your boy froze there for a minute trying to remember what day it was. And it is a little bit like Groundhog Day. I understand for a lot of you out there, it's the same as me. You think like, hey, the days have been awful similar. Uh, and I suspect that that will continue for the near future. But the overall trend lines are moving in a really, really good direction. Uh, I want to give a uh, shout out to the state of Florida for opening up on Monday. Your boy is contemplating relocating his family down to uh, the state of Florida uh, in the relatively near future. Um, and, uh, and so I might as well be down there working as anywhere else. Uh, I just happened to look over and see somebody who was saying something stupid and I had to immediately wipe them out and allow them to no longer comment. Uh, so, uh, beach season going to be back here soon, uh, down on, uh, 30A. Had to start off Clay Kyle style, wiping somebody out in the comments right off the top. It's rare that I look over, but gone forever, never to be seen again. That is where we are uh, in this universe. Uh, All right, several different things I want to hit. The uh, state of New York hit a new low for for coronavirus deaths going all the way back to to March now. Uh, 306 was the number that came out of New York and Italy is now planning on reopening their country on May the 4th. All the Corona bros who were concerned that Italy was going to overwhelm uh, the United States and that we were going to be Italy uh, have not been proven correct. Italy is going back to work on May the 4th. That is obviously a very big positive for that country. And the most recent numbers that they put out just a couple of hours ago, they are underneath 2,000 daily cases in general. So... Uh, all of that is, uh, is moving in a very positive direction. We got a lot of different stories to hit. Uh, and so I'm going to dive right into them. Uh, all right. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a big deal. Um, in, uh, in general, the NCAA has decided to make an intriguing decision with it, uh, with it having to do with name, image, and likeness. And I want you to follow me along this thought process. We're going to be talking about it some tomorrow on the show. I've had a conversation with Dan Wetzel at Yahoo Sports and we're of similar mind here, right? I want you to think about this for a minute. A lot of people are concerned that name, image, and likeness is going to mean that the bigger guys just have even better talent and, uh, and, and ability than they otherwise would. I've got an interesting idea for you. I think this actually could benefit the smaller schools more than it does the big schools. Let me explain why. The best possible players are going to the, go to the biggest possible schools, right? If you are a five-star talent in basketball or football, by and large, you're still going to be going to a really big school. It's not like suddenly tiny schools typically find themselves at the top of the recruiting class rankings. But what if you are, let's say, 
the 20th best player in Alabama's recruiting class. The 20th best player in Alabama's recruiting class would be the greatest recruit that Troy or Southern Miss or Fresno State or, uh, or Georgia State or any of these schools had ever signed. And all of these schools have fans too. And all of these colleges have dealerships nearby. I think there's a decent argument that in the name image likeness era, the lower level top recruits will actually have more value elsewhere than they would at the top of the food chain in the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or anything else. Think about this for a minute. Right now, if your choice is, hey, I can go be the 22nd best player in Alabama's recruiting class or I can go be the best player at Southern Miss's recruiting class, what's the 22nd best player in Alabama's recruiting class potentially worth? Not very much. So how much would he be worth to Southern Miss? If you're a car dealer in Southern Miss and uh, at some near Southern Miss and there's a top recruit who's a four-star and is near Hattiesburg, Mississippi and you could keep him home, isn't it possible that he would rather take 30 grand from Southern Miss to be a car spokesperson than he would to go and be the 20-something best player in Alabama's recruiting classes? I think there's a possibility of this. And so while everybody out there is like, oh my God, the SEC is going to dominate, the Big Ten's going to dominate, all the big schools are going to get even more players, they already dominate. It doesn't matter what the rules are. If you are a recruit and you have an offer of Michigan or Eastern Michigan, you go to Michigan. If you are a recruit and you have an offer from Tennessee or East Tennessee State, you go to Tennessee. If you're in California and you got Fresno State after you and you've got USC after you, you go to USC. So what of the possibility here? I think you need to think a little bit counterintuitively. I think smaller schools could actually be able to compete at a higher level. And in the big schools... Let's pretend that there's a five-star football player in Kentucky and he has an offer between Kentucky and Alabama. A lot of the time, a five-star from Kentucky, like we just saw with Jedrick Wills, is going to go to Alabama and be one of their five stars as opposed to stay home and play with Kentucky. But what happens if Kentucky isn't competing for that many five-stars and Kentucky is able to give that five-star a lot more money in endorsement numbers because he's from Kentucky than they are somebody else. I think this name, image, and likeness universe actually has the potential to create more opportunity and parity in college football as opposed to less because the top schools, which are used to getting 25 really good players in every class, can't pay as much to 25 players as every other school might be able to pay to their top two or three. It's a really fascinating way to think about it. I think name, image of likeness, and name, image, and likeness being legal could potentially lead to more parity in college football and college basketball as opposed to less. Uh, and I, that's why I think it's going to be great. Now, I'm a capitalist. So I'm in favor of anybody who has talent being able to sell that for as much as possible. And so I believe that ultimately 
good for these kids. If you're 18 years old and somebody wants to pay you to endorse a product, then that makes sense. Now, I do think there are complicating factors. For instance, in uh, the uh, in the clearinghouse, you know, you can't have a player endorsing probably porn or liquor or sports gambling or something like that. So I think it needs to go through a clearinghouse. But if it's a car or it's a, 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 a soda or, a, you know, a, some sort of thing like that, I think there are a lot of possibilities that could make a lot of sense there. By the way, several people in the comments I looked down just noticed talking about Peter King. Peter King came after me again. It was not a good look for him. We played the audio of him ripping uh, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. And now that Florida is opening up on Monday and has had a tiny death rate, which is a fraction of the death rate of all the other states, everybody was like, oh, Florida is going to be a disaster. Oh my God, it's not going to be safe. You actually look at the numbers. Florida has been fine. And people like Peter King, who judged Ron DeSantis just based on the fact that he was a Republican, are falling flat on their faces and looking bad. Really bad look for Peter King. Facts matter. Look at the data. Make smart decisions based on the data. It's amazing how many people cannot do that right now. Uh, All right. How about Brett Favre saying he now doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his career in Green Bay? I agree with him. You want a hot take? I'm going to go ahead and hit the hot take meter here, all right? I think, and I said it on my radio show this morning, I think that Aaron Rodgers is on the trade block. I think if the right team called with the right offer right now, I think that Green Bay would trade him. Because you don't go draft Jordan Love in the first round and put a first-round quarterback on the bench for two or three yards. I think... Something is rotten in Denmark, a.k.a. Green Bay. I don't know exactly what it is. Brett Favre is, I mean, sorry, Aaron Rodgers is not getting along with uh, Matt LaFleur, evidently. He's not getting along with anybody else there, all right? I don't blame Aaron Rodgers if he demands a trade because he's 36 years old. The Green Bay Packers have not drafted a weapon for him to catch the ball uh, uh, as uh, as a big time playmaker in the first round since 2005. I got a stat here that's going to blow your mind about how good Aaron Rodgers has been about carrying the weight uh, for the Green Bay Packers. How many touchdown passes have you thrown to first-round picks? Peyton Manning, 293. Eli Manning, 135. Uh, Tom Brady, 105. Brett Favre, 127. Drew Brees, 104. Ben Roethlisberger, 69. All right? Those are... Aaron Rodgers' contemporaries. Aaron Rodgers has thrown one touchdown to a first-round pick. The Packers are not doing what they need to do to put Aaron Rodgers into another Super Bowl. They went 13-3, and but they basically let him know that he is not the future of the franchise now. If you look at the way the salary cap works, the value for first-round quarterbacks is all in the early years of those deals. It makes, it's how Seattle won a Super Bowl, It's how uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl. It's how the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl. If you draft a young quarterback and he pans out, you get him at way less than his market value would be. It makes zero sense to draft a first-round quarterback and leave him sitting on the bench for multiple years. That, to me, means Aaron Rodgers is on the trade block. If I were Aaron Rodgers, I'd go public and say, I want to be traded based on the way the Packers are treating me right now. Finally, I know that a lot of you are struggling right now 
because today we officially hit 30 million unemployed people in this nation. We have never seen anything like this before. What is growing exponentially is not the coronavirus, it's unemployment. 30 million people have lost their jobs. We had a 3.5% unemployment rate and now we are going to have a 14 or 15% unemployment rate at minimum. It is going to take years to recover from the last month. I hope that we're going to have a steep V-like curve, right? You understand what I mean? Big drop, rapid return. I hope we're going to have that. I'm not necessarily confident that it's going to happen and I believe we have to get back to work, okay? The economy collapsing has substantial health concerns. When I see all these people standing in line trying to get food at a food bank, it is an absolute health issue out there. We have lost 30 million jobs. It's unbelievable. Unprecedented. We have basically created in five weeks the Great Depression. Now I hope we bounce back in a hurry but the best way to bounce back in a hurry is to start working now. We need to get people back to work on May the 4th at the latest. The entire nation needs to go back to work. Uh, That is uh, my final thought. Oh, the NBA. NBA has got all these different storylines that are out there. To me, the NBA needs to be more like the NFL and have one person and get everything solved. The NBA needs to work it out and get back to work as well. Just like the rest of the country does. The NFL, to their credit, has had one person actually speaking out throughout this process. We need the NBA back. We need sports back, all of them, in order to return to a sense of normalcy. I appreciate all of you. Uh, I'll be live tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on Outkick, the coverage of my radio show. Governor of Oklahoma is going to be on. Kevin Stitt, uh, he is going to be a good guest, I believe. Should be interesting to talk to a governor. I said it on Twitter, but I'll say it on here too. Open offer to the governors in this country, Republicans or Democrats, to come on our show uh, over the next month or so and talk about sports and the coronavirus and all the impact in your state. Happy to have anybody on who wants to talk about that. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. I appreciate all of you. I will see you tomorrow. Kisses. See you Shut it down. I don't know what I managed to do here. There we go.